Welcome to this edition of Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in our guest blog found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Katie Spaziali, an artist and award-winning author whose book will help you gain a positive perspective, be creative, inspired, and take action. We're going to discuss how you overcome obstacles to connect with your creativity. And Katie joins us from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me here, Trish. You know, it's really a pleasure to have a fellow artist because I feel like we're a little bit of kindred spirits. So I thought maybe you could, we could start by maybe sharing the definition of what you feel creativity is, because I think we're all creative, right? We sort of start out in kindergarten painting and we put the stuff on the fridge and that's our first art gallery exhibit, right? <laughs> exactly. And absolutely, I be truly believe that we are all creative because we all have these beautiful imaginations, but it's just a matter of how we choose to utilize it. Right. So oftentimes our imaginations get kind of squashed during like our school age days and those kind of things when teachers or parents like you know people who you really look up to kind of say like uh, like stop daydreaming or you can't do that and those kind of things and that kind of limits how we utilize our imaginations in the future but truly creativity is how you choose to utilize your imagination to me and just using it in all these beautiful ways to create our worlds around us and our canvas. <laughs> so tell me, how did you make the transition from to be a full-time artist? Because that's a huge leap of faith, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but when I first told my parents I wanted to be an artist, my dad looked at me and he said, like, artists starve. And I thought, oh, please. <laughs> well, that's not really a good idea. I guess I better think of something else to do. And I actually did. Uh, you know, I had a very thriving career in marketing where I think, to your point, I channeled my creativity through the marketing campaigns that I did rather than throwing paint on the canvas. But you're a full-time artist. So tell us, how does that look? Well, how did you make that transition? <laughs> it's like you said, a huge leap of faith and every single day is a leap of faith to me. I feel like I'm still kind of finding my way and really, really building up what my vision is truly. So and I've kind of became more clear on that recently. So I'm so excited what I'm meant to bring to the world. So how would you define your style? Because I know one of the things, you know, we're very process driven as a society, right? And we really like, you know, you're a realist or you're abstract or you're landscape, you know? Mm -hmm. So how would you describe your style? If someone was listening to us today, having this conversation, how would you describe Katie's style? Honestly, it's kind of a little bit more broad but more in the sense of like very vivid colors. I love color, as you could tell by my background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It looks fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. And it's more, I would say it's more abstract surrealism kind of style. Oh, okay. Really define okay. it with some like, I like to do like inspirational pieces as well as a few nature-based landscape pieces. So a little bit of a mix. So surrealism then is really where you tap into your imagination, right? Because you kind of, you go into yourself and whatever comes up on the canvas is really, it, it's not, it, it can't really be pigeonholed into one particular thing or another, right? Not at all. And I really like things that don't make sense. <laughs> like 
I always looked up to like Salvador Dali. Like he was one of my favorite artists when I was a kid and stuff, like in school and we were learning about art and I would see his melting clock and I thought it was the coolest thing. And I just, I love that. So that must've been some of my inspiration. And where do you get your inspiration today? I mean, you've mentioned Salvador Dali, which is obviously a, what we would call an inspirational mentor, right? Like somebody you never had an opportunity to meet, but he certainly had an effect on, on your perspective about art. But in terms of inspiration, where do you actually get inspiration from? You know what? Everywhere, Trish. Absolutely everywhere. Like if you just really be present in the moment and look around you, you could find inspiration in anything. So for me, like most of the time it's like my own art that inspires me like the one piece of art I did I used paint chunks to piece my heart back together it's actually the one up here but I used paint chunks that were off my palette to create a heart that's cool yeah and it's called love every moment so with that I was walking past it the one day maybe like a year after I painted that well created that and there's this one paint chunk that caught my eye and I based an entire painting off of that after, just off of that one cool. painting that inspired me. So, so you really do have to have an imagination, right? <laughs> and other than that, nature very much inspires me. When I'm right. off for walks, I just soak everything in and just like the birds, the trees, like everything's so unique in nature, just like us. True. Yeah, that's so true. Now, what inspired you to write your book? Because you know, again, another leap of faith, right? You've written a book to talk about helping people tap into their creativity. So what gave you the idea that that a book was something that you would like to share with the world? So I think my first inspiration was through my first art mentor. And he was doing a fair at the time. And at his table, he had kind of like a biography book of himself. And I was like, that is the coolest thing. Like, I want to do that one day with my art. But then it kind of took a turn. Like once I, I ran into personal development and through that journey, I took a branding foundations program. So within that, it kind of developed my four eyes framework, which is in my book. And I really discovered that I truly did want to write a book, but that was where it kind of all came together. All yeah. yeah. So now we're talking about the business of art because, I mean, let's face it, there is a creative aspect certainly to being an artist, but you have to find a way to connect with an audience. And then that's when we sort of cross the bridge into the marketing and the business side of the business. So how do you carve out the time for creativity and entrepreneurship? <laughs> that's a tough balance <laughs> it is very very challenging but I do I kind of go in spurts I would say I'll go into like super creative mode and then like sometimes I'll like spend a week just taking the time to do kind of those like behind the scenes like right. kind of things so I notice that if I don't like some people really like even posting on social media they'll have a schedule Mm -hmm. But I find for me, it works better if I'm just sporadic and like whatever comes to mind, it's like, yeah, that's what I meant to say today. So a little bit more organic, right? Almost yeah. like your art, you know, you get inspired to do, put something on the canvas, but you also get inspired to share something on social media, right? Exactly. So who would be the target market, the best person that you feel you connect with in terms of the book? 
For the book, I feel like it's people who really want to bring out the creativity within them and really want to push past those boundaries like perfectionism, self-doubt, um, just like societal beliefs in general <laughs> that That's aren't so going to serve them. That's so true, because you know what, we really are discouraged. I mean, you know, if we're in class and we're doodling, you know, that's, that's not cool. You're not supposed to do that. You need to be paying attention. So in terms of giving our viewing and listening audience a tip on how to tap into their creativity. So someone's listening to us speak and they think, you know, oh, maybe I should go back to that. Maybe I should start doodling. You know, I'll, I'll buy some pencil, you know, pencil, uh, various different types of pencils and some an art book. And I'll just sit down and start to doodle. How do they actually tap into that creativity? Because, you know, when we've been told no, 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 it's really hard then to flip the dial and go, yes, yes, yes. So what would be one of the things that you could give them in terms of a tip on how to, to dial into that creativity? So I think to really tap into your creativity, you need to be really present in the moment. And honestly, I ask, like I'll be out for a walk or doing something that I love and I'm just really present, really enjoying that moment. And I kind of toss it into the air, like, what should I create today? Or what can I create on a canvas? And within a few minutes, I usually just like ideas will start to form in my mind. So then I run to a sketchbook really quick and start jotting down my ideas. So ideas come to me really quickly like that. I find when I'm in that state of flow and you're just allowing, just really allowing. But once it comes to once you actually get to your canvas, I think it's just really allowing yourself to be in a playful state because right. not being, you know, in that perfectionist state, like, Oh, I don't want to mess up or it has to be perfect. Honestly, some of the, like I make mistakes in my art all the time, mistakes. Right. Uh -huh. But that's when the best things come out of my art. Cause then it's like, Oh, maybe something else is supposed to go where that smudge is or like right. maybe right. I'm supposed to extend this image. So truthfully, just like go in with an open heart and just have fun with it. I like the two things that you mentioned. The one is being playful, because I think as adults, we forget that we need to have time for play, right? I mean, we certainly do that with children. We make sure that they have, you know, time to learn and time to play. Um, but I think we forget as adults that we need to take an adult time out and almost give ourselves permission to, to play. So I think that's a really good point, because you know, it's, it's one of the most difficult things to do, really, right? Like, how do you carve out time in the day? I don't know about you, but my schedule seems to be, you know, my to-do list in the morning is ridiculous. And I think, oh, geez, am I ever going to get all that done? So how could I possibly put in time for play? Um, yeah. It's almost like, you know, you have to schedule it, right? Yeah. And that's what I do. If I plan to paint that day, I make sure it's on my whiteboard, like on my schedule, so that I actually like yeah, this is part of my day. And I know how creating art makes me feel after it's like, I feel so fulfilled, so whole. So I know by doing that, it's just going to help me after that, like, I'll be in the mode to do those like things online and those other parts of my business. So it really does just help with everything. <laughs> So I really like the idea is, the, is there a process to the art? Because 
I mean, you know, I know when I start looking at a canvas, you know, the first thing you do is you have to make sure that, you know, it's gessoed and, you know, you've got the right size for the, for the imagination piece that you want to put down. And then I usually get out, you know, all my colors and then all my brushes. So is there a process that you take when you're getting ready to do a piece? Like you have a little ritual that you follow <laughs> each time you're going to paint or is it really, you know, uh, spur of the moment? It's I would say more spur of the moment, but I do like to put on like a good podcast or like an audiobook, music, like something that really makes me happy and something just really energetically beautiful to listen to. And then I just go at it. I honestly, I, um, I don't draw on my canvases at all. I just go straight in with paint. So <laughs> Oh, that's a really wonderful tip too, because yeah. you know what? There's lots of people that say, I can't draw. Yeah. You know, I did stick people when I was, you know, a kid in school, like, you know, somebody else might've been doing this wonderful portrait, but mine was like a stick person. So yeah. I really can't draw. So you think, well, if I can't draw, I can't paint, you know, I, I must yeah. not be creative. But I think to your point, it's the color that you use perhaps mm -hmm. that draws out the creativity, right? There's lots of mm -hmm. other things that you can do to be creative besides draw. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's so many creative outlets that people don't typically realize, like even baking is a form of art, dancing, like singing, like all those different things are a form of creativity, just in a different way. Gardening, like everything. <laughs> That's so true. I love yeah. how you've made the connection between formal, a formal background as an artist and mm. real life and all the creative things that we can kind of do that we don't necessarily think are creative. Like, mm. you know, when you think about it, I love the reference to the gardening because, <laughs> you know, where you put the flowers and where you put the bulbs and where the greenery is and all of that sort of thing, it's actually like a canvas, really. It is. Yeah. And then even with baking and food, it's presentation, right? That's so true. That's yeah, so yeah. true. I love your reference to real life, Katie. I really think that 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 sort of helps people realize that perhaps it's not, you know, paint brushes and paint that gives them an opportunity to be creative. Maybe it's putting on their fa favorite music and doing some kitchen dancing at the end of the day. Right. right? Like, that might be what's really creative. Exactly. Is, is it the feeling then? Would you put it down to say it's that emotional feeling or that emotional connection that you get when you finish doing something creative that gives you that sense of satisfaction? I think so. Yeah. Just that feeling of fulfillment. And it's like, yeah, I feel so good and refreshed. And I don't know, it just makes me feel amazing to create and put beauty out into the world. So it, it, as an artist, um, I know that people always say, you know, how can you possibly make a living from, from being an artist? Like that's got to be really super hard because it's very subjective. You know, you can put 10 people in a room looking at the same picture and everybody's going to have a different emotional experience with the canvas, right? I mean, yeah. that's really the beauty of art. So how, in terms of marketing, what do you feel is the best vehicle for you to market your art and make connections with your client? That's an interesting question. I feel like I'm still trying to figure, figure out. out where my target market is. Yeah, because yeah. like at the start, it's kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall. It's like, where are my people? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> right? you find them, it's like, oh, like these are my people. So I still feel like I'm kind of in the experimental stage. Right. Kind of right. experimenting with Facebook groups, like all these different like social media avenues, speaking on podcasts, seeing what really sticks. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And then trying to make a connection with the people after you've kind of given them a little bit more of an idea of who Katie is and what kind of art that you do. Absolutely. So if I was going to commission a piece for you, so, you know, I've been listening to this podcast. I think Katie, somebody I really want to connect with because I want to do something special over my dining room table that I, you mm -hmm. know, I really need a, a piece of art for that. What would be the, the connection that people would need to make with you? How do you connect with the client then in order to be able to talk about their wish list in terms of what they're looking for with their art? Do you show them samples of what you've done? Like, how does that work? How does that commission process work? So to be honest with you, I've never done a commission piece. Wow. I, yeah, I always kind of stayed away from it because I was like, I want to do art, you know, my way. But just recently, it's like, no, I would really love to get into commissions. And I think the way I want to approach it is a way like if people have like a certain feeling or something, um, a concept and they could bring that to me. I think that's where I really excel in my art is like a concept like light, like my painting behind here is light because it's that lightness, that feeling within you. Right. So it's that beautiful feather over the light. So I don't know. I really connect with feeling. So, so the people will inspire you then. Yeah. And bold right. colors in their experience, where they're going in life, who they truly are inside. I think that's what's my direction with the commissions. Now, you mentioned that you're just finding your way. So you're, yeah. you've obviously taken a look at your business model and you've been plan doing some strategic planning in terms of where you want your business to go. So if I was to ask you now, what is your short-term goal? So in another year, when you, know, you look back on, on our discussion a year from now, what is the goal that you would like to achieve in your business? Oh, that's a tough one, Trish, because there's so many. I think like the short term girl goals like that would be to get an inspirational calendar up and running, because I've been thinking of that for like the past five years and I haven't quite had enough pieces of art to put into it. So I realized I need one more. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Really excited about that as well as, oh, what was the other thing? Oh, a coloring book. I decided to do a coloring book. So I've been working on the pages for that as well. So oh, I love it. I love yeah. the inspirational calendar. And I love the coloring book because the coloring book, I'm sure will be for all ages, right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, if, and hey, what a wonderful way for people to tap into their creativity. Yeah. They can pick up your coloring book and they can choose to do whatever it is that suits their fancy when they look at the, the various different pictures and they can they can color outside the lines, right? Right. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Now, one of the things that we do in our guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And your three words are imagine, purpose, and courage. So why don't you share with our listening audience why those three words are important to Katie? Sure. So imagine is like imagination to me is the foundation for everything absolutely everything so if we look around us right now like say this coffee mug my laptop lamp kleenex box like everything first started within someone's imagination before it was brought into the 3d physical world so what that tells me is that we can truly create our lives around us through our imagination so and that kind of leads into purpose so if you 
know what you're meant to do here on earth and really diving into that and find out what really drives you and what like makes you want to wake up in the morning or for me it's what makes me want to stay up all night and work on (laughs) because I'm a night hawk (laughs) but those kind of things are what really drives you and if you have the courage to pursue those my other word courage you can do so much beauty and just put so much love into the world doing what you're meant to do here on earth. And for me, that's really having the courage and imagination to bring so much color and creativity to the world. So I think it's really utilizing our imaginations to the fullest and living in our purpose to live a fulfilled life. Well, I think that you have shared some really practical things for people to do in order to try to tap into their creativity. And I think you've given them maybe a little bit of self-confidence to sort of, you know, to expand their horizons in terms of creativity instead of just the paintbrush and canvas, which I love. So thank you so much for joining me and sharing some of your not only practical and a perspective on creativity, but giving us a little bit of insight into what you think you're going to accomplish in the next year we'll certainly be looking out for that calendar and the coloring book katie absolutely and thank you so much for having me here trish i really appreciate it my absolute pleasure and to you our viewing and listening audience i'd like to thank you for joining us today for this edition of keeping it real where we introduced you to the person behind the logo if you'd like to connect with our guest you'll find katie's contact information in the description portion below i'm trish tonai founder and host of the series And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online and subscribe to our channel, Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. Thanks again for tuning in and we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.